Okay, there. How are you doing? How you going, man? Okay, we were just listening. I just posted 14-hour marathon of Much Touch clips. In fact, that's what I'm going to call it. On them. Daily marathon. Do a, I do a daily daily marathon of Midas Touch clips. Diapered on press conference goes off the rails in Iowa seven hours ago. We're going to answer the most burning questions that people have had about U.S. Army tanks. First Lied question. to the judge New and Army he didn't tanks. get locked up for contempt. Then I won't say it. But she will say that in her case, she's absolutely not suited. But she's back with this uh, Coke money. Uh, Americans, it's called Americans for Chinese Demand, he is not. Not, not on the ballot, not. It's, we call it Americans for Chinese prosperity. It's a bad group. They're bad people, and we got to win. So they're doing that. They're fighting over here, too, but it looks like they've been very ineffective. Uh, but in New Hampshire, they are actually signing people to vote. And I think that's disgraceful. I don't even know if they're allowed to do it. So we're going to have a lot of fun this next season. That was Donald Trump during a press conference in... Okay, I just posted that on the... Oh. What happened, man? Oh, shoot. I, I tweeted that. TikTok star and her mother done something very bad. It's a headline. <clears throat> uh, Georgia prosecutor strikes back at MAGA smear campaign. Hey, Stormy Daniels says she's set to testify against Trump in New York criminal trial. <laughs> Go Stormy, we love you. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 
let's see, Trump's favorite Charlie Kirk trashes him, okay, yeah, we saw that, so we heard that Taco Penis dumps Trump, Biden leads three crucial polls, good, scam smoked out, um, judge, Taco Penis drops Trump, Next jump rally the day he has to delay trial for funeral travel. Um, is this one we want? Media is still using the Middle East to stir up a smokescreen so y'all don't find out about this. Y'all this... don't find out. It's a nice way to start off a half a billion dollar transfer of wealth that avoided taxes. Sort of undermines the argument that he's a self-made man and he's a billionaire by his own right. Sure, he took a half a billion dollars, which is now worth several billion dollars in today's dollars, from his father through tax dodges, as reported in New York Times. They want a Pulitzer Prize for that, for one of the best investigative reportings of that particular year. But that didn't stop Donald Trump from going after and arguing that the reporters were in an insidious plot. That's a word from Donald Trump with Mary Trump, his niece, to bring him low. That's the argument. But right away, um, the New York Times, smartly, with very good First Amendment lawyers, I've met a few of them in my day, um, and their general counsel, uh, decided to go after Donald Trump and try to use the anti-slap statute exactly as it was written, exactly for this purpose, as Judge Reed has noted, which is to early in the case get a, a slap, an improper slap case, a strategic lawsuit against public participation dismissed early, and then under the statute as amended, award attorney's fees. That's the miss by Alina Hava. If you look at the actual slap statute, it says that in order for them, the New York Times to prevail, they had to show that there was a cause of action, <coughs> pardon me, in order to avoid, sorry, the uh, slap statute, the Trump had to show that the cause of action had a substantial basis in law, that was it was supported by substantial argument for the extension or modification or reversal of existing law, but the new standard applies to actions such as this. Prior to 2020 and the time that Donald Trump filed the suit, actions involving these kind of public petitions and participation were limited to instances where speech was aimed towards a public applicant or permittee. It was a governmental thing. But in 2020, New York State expanded the scope of those actions to include any communications in a place open to the public or public forum in connections with interest of, uh, issues of public interest. Meaning, now it went from, I'm trying to get a permit down at City Hall to anybody, anyone who's commenting in the public forum and the public square in connection with a public interest. That means newspapers. New York Times then became a proper petitioner or plaintiff to counter sue under the anti-slap statute. A fact that Alina Hoppe should have known before she let her client file the suit, but she ignored it. In fact, the judge commented in awarding the attorney's fees uh, to the New York Times, almost $500,000, that the revised, quote, anti-slap law was specifically designed to apply to lawsuits like this one. In fact, among other reasons, plaintiffs, Trump's history of litigation. 
that some observers, the judge continued, have described as abusive and frivolous inspired the very law that I'm now awarding damages and attorney's fees under. Uh-huh. And when you have a law that's effectively written with your name on it, uh-huh. you maybe shouldn't file a lawsuit that <laughs> violates that law right on the heels of it. Now, either Alina Haba didn't. Now, here's my theory. She missed it. It was an amendment, 2020, COVID was going on. She was very busy doing whatever she was doing with Donald Trump, uh, shopping online and and representing him in ridiculous cases. And so she missed it. Um, Or she advised Donald Trump not to do it, and he said, full steam ahead, I want to go after my, my niece and the New York Times. That's theory number two. I think we're closer to theory number one, that Alina Hava missed it. Because she's missed a lot of things. And we've, reco- we've covered them here on the Midas Touch Network. She missed, for instance, that apparently it. Donald Trump, she so forgot, was president. So he could blame her? When he defamed uh, E. Jean Carroll, as has been determined by a federal Probably judge. Already knows about we have a trial starting it. next week. Because she We're failed to raise, you. I don't think she would have won, but she lawyer. failed to even raise whether <laughs> Donald Trump, as president at the time, he made those defamatory statements about E. Jean Carroll, claiming that he not only didn't rape her, as a jury has already determined, ah. but he didn't even know her. Um, all of that. That happened um, while he was president. You'd think that you'd somewhere in your pleadings, your filings with the court, your arguments, somewhere in three years, you'd raise presidential immunity if you thought you had it. Now, I don't think they have it, because under recent decision-making at the D.C. Court of Appeals level, including a case called Blasting Game, I doubt that, that Donald Trump will be found that this defaming a woman uh, victim who claims that she was uh, raped and sexually assaulted by Donald Trump and then defamed by him falls within the scope of of even the outer perimeter of his most stretched uh, presidential uh, duties under that line of cases. But you need to raise the issue. And the Second Circuit Court of Appeals roasted Alina Haba on her feet and the oral argument, when she tried to argue that, uh, well, she may have waived it, but you can't waive it. It's unwaivable. And they denied uh, his appeal and found that he had waived, she had waived, effectively, uh, any kind of argument of presidential immunity because she waited three years to raise it. And Donald Trump, as of right now, has not, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to bring an appeal, any, uh, an emergency appeal to the United States Supreme Court, and that case is starting uh, this coming week. Now, his mother-in-law died, and he tried to get out from the trial for a week, but not because they're trying to file papers, I don't think, at the U.S. Supreme Court level. That's an Alina Hoppe screw-up. Another Alina Hoppe screw-up is why the bench, the trial of the New York civil fraud case that just concluded is a bench trial and not a jury trial. Sure, under the way the statute is written, the one that uh, that, uh, the New York Attorney General is going to ultimately get $400 million on behalf of the people of the state of New York against Donald Trump, the way that's written, on its face, it should be a bench trial, not a jury trial, meaning a judge to decide, not a jury. But there is an argument to be made that the jury could have had a role in the case, but you needed to make that argument to the judge, Judge Angoron, and then ultimately take it up on appeal, and Alina Haba fell asleep at the switch there and did not raise that issue either. But we're not done. Alina Haba was also the lead lawyer in the E. Jean Carroll case. I think she's going to be the lead lawyer coming up this week in the E. Jean Carroll case again. And when she had the case, 
She didn't try it, because she screwed up so many times even Donald Trump had had enough. And he sidelined her and let Joe Tacopina take the case the last 90 days, and he screwed up terribly, and Donald Trump lost the E.G. Carroll case. But Alina Hobbs back, uh, apparently in Donald Trump's good graces. They, uh, As my co-anchor Karen Freeman at Niffalo recently said, they broke up, but they got back together again. And she screwed up the first trial so badly that, of course, it put Donald Trump into a hole even before he walked into the courtroom. She screwed up evidence. She screwed up um, trying to get any kind of DNA testing of the of the clothing that the victim wore on the day of the attack that she said that she had uh, because she made such a mess out of it in, in terms of never having asked for the DNA to be tested. It was denied. She screwed up other discovery. She got her expert stricken that she was going to use to support Donald Trump. That's how bad Alina Hava was. Screw up after screw up after screw up in the trial level, which ultimately contributed, I believe, to the loss by Donald Trump in front of that jury. And now you have yet another example, letting your, letting your client file a suit in almost automatic, on its face, violation of a statute that was amended to address your client. And now Donald Trump is going to have to pay $500,000. Now, if he doesn't like the result of that, New York State Supreme He's got two options. He can take it up to the First Department Court of Appeals for the First Department of the Appellate Division of New York, which is the intermediary appellate court that sits over the trial level. That's commonplace. I've done that. I'm a member of the First Department myself. You win. If you lose there, you can take it up to the Court of Appeals, the highest court in New York. And that's it. There's no federal, not jumping over to the federal side and having the federal courts get involved. All this happened. had nothing to do with Donald Trump as president. But that's the lesson. If you're gone, you know, you got to Dance with the girl you brought, and Donald Trump has been dancing with Alina Hava, despite the fact that she's screwing up time and time again and leading to substantially a lot of attorney's fees being paid. I mean, the E.G. Carroll judgment, which is on appeal, required Donald Trump to post a $5.5 million cash bond, which is sitting with the clerk of the court, ready to be paid over to Alina Hava when that appeal ultimately fails, and I believe it has, and so she's going to get that $5.5 million. Here's another half a million over to the New York Times. Donald Trump and Alina Hava got uh, fined a uh, million dollars down in Florida, the Southern District of Florida, for having filed a meritless, vexatious suit against uh, Hillary Clinton, the uh, Democratic National Committee, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, and, every, uh, uh, and everybody else related to some sort of conspiracy to bring down Donald Trump. That got dismissed without merit, bad faith, and a million dollars fined against Alina Haba and Donald Trump. Suits that they also involved with trying to sue the Pulitzer Prize Board, the Nobel Prize Board, and all these other things just to get attention. You know, this is just, again, you know, Donald Trump, another millionaire, another half a million there, grifting off the back of, his, of these, of these cases to be... Money is separating um, and dupe his uh, followers and separate them from the money. This is what we're watching. We're calling it out here. One place. The network on this YouTube channel. (laughs) And I do hot takes like this about every day at the intersection of law, politics, and justice. We wrap it all together in a a podcast we call Legal AF. And the title is exactly what you think. It's every... Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Help Midas Touch Network get to 2 million free subscribers. 
You're so close. 70,000 short, 50,000 short, something like that. And until my next hot take, leave me a comment here. Give me a thumbs up. Keeps the network and me on the air. Keeps the lights on. <laughs> until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. How you guys doing, man? Still alive after Trump virus. Good for you, survivors. Bunch of survivors to what we've been through, man. They put us through as a country. Biden's massive haul re-election campaign raised over 97 million in the past three months and has 117 million on hand. Wow. Raised a whopping $235 million since the campaign's launched. Hmm. Yeah, because they've got a lot more money than I do. I'm going to run, um, run for president with zero balance. Because that's what uh, this country has pushed me to. I mean, I should be, I should be a millionaire. That's the system. And the fraud. The extraordinary amount of fraud in this country. Okay, Debidon makes deranged demand during speech. Die for me, Mago. When I built my Civic, I wanted a track Die car, so I got a lightweight Mago. battery, and I relocated it to the back of the car. And I have a really cool... You, you can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I gotta make it. Even if you vote and then pass away, it's worth it. That's Donald Trump speaking in Iowa over the weekend, telling his supporters, even if you're sick and going to die, you should cast your primary vote for him in Iowa. That is why we call it a actual death cult. Folks, I'm Ben Mycellus. This mm -hmm. is the Midas Touch Network. When Donald Trump gave this for. speech over the weekend, he also said that the GOP, the Republican Party, is now dead. He said it is 95% MAGA. Play this clip. Millionaires and billionaires to pray to destroy the MAGA movement. People are not happy with MAGA. Because MAGA's taking over. MAGA's, you know, when they, you, you hear the fake news when they say, well, MAGA represents 
MAGA represents 44% of the Republican no, no, MAGA represents 95% of the Republican Party. Whatever you hear this up. Well, if it is 95% MAGA, then wouldn't we expect 95% of support in the primary in Iowa, where, uh, according to the latest poll, the support's under 50%, and New Hampshire, where I suspect you're going to lose. Next up, Donald Trump <laughs> talks about uh, building an I iron slammed. dome. That's one of the things he went from wall to build an iron dome over the United States of America. I mean, beyond idiotic, play this clip. And that person, one of the things we're going to do on one of my platforms, people don't pick up as much as they should, though, but we're going to build an iron dome over our country because we want to protect ourselves from giving other countries. We give iron domes to other countries, but we don't do it. All, it'll all be made in the USA. Next, Donald Trump says that the reason the economy is doing well now is it's based on his fumes. Again, I don't think you should be using. Uh, the term fumes, but he is saying it plays So well, and anything left over, like you see the fumes, it's the fumes of the Trump administration. That's the only thing that's keeping this Biden thing a little bit alive, because their numbers are no good. The stock market, they have terrible inflation numbers still, but the stock market, that's the fumes of what we do today. The fact that I'm leading every if I weren't leading every poll, the stock market would crash. And I'll tell you what, if we don't win, I believe we'll have a depression the likes of 1929 because there's no reason for this to happen. There's no reason what's going on right now. I think the fact that I'm leading in the polls is what's keeping the stock market up because I stand for everything that the stock market should be standing for. And uh, it's very important. And I think if you saw numbers go down, which you haven't seen, it's been a steady rise up. Everyone's waiting. When will it happen? Well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. But it's been like this right from the beginning. But uh, that's what's keeping the stock market up, in my opinion. A lot of people are saying that I sit up for Iowa ethanol issue history. I mean, as completely petty and disingenuous and bizarre as you can get. And again, he's just so jealous of what President Biden's been able to accomplish here. Donald Trump refers to the judge presiding over the uh, Eastern Hill defamation case this week as an animal. Play this clip. The thing is that it's totally fake. I have the worst judge in the whole country. They said, if you got this judge, this judge, no chance. I got that judge. Yeah, I was I was shocked. I got the right judge. I got one in New York that's beautiful. My wife's mother was an incredible woman, a great beauty inside and out, incredible woman. She just died. And uh, my wife is very devastated by that. And I had a trial going on, a fake trial, totally fake trial. And uh, we asked the judge if I could take a day off for a funeral of my mother-in-law, who was very close to me also. And he said, no. These are animals. Can you imagine that, Nigel? That wouldn't even happen in your country, right? He said, no, we can't have a day now. These are dead people. These are radical left lunatics that want to hurt me because they think it's going to hurt me as a whole so that Biden can win an election. I don't think the people are going to fall for it. But think of that. Can I have a day off? I'd like to go to the So my wife is going to be standing, a funeral of her mother, who was a very special woman. It's not like... This was a very special, incredible woman. And so she's supposed to stay there alone. No, I'll be there. One way or the other, I'll be there. But what a disgrace that the judge would not say, yes, we can take it there. There's no rush. You know, all of these indictments, they could have done them three years ago. 
And again, it's the exact same playbook. Donald Trump whining that the judge isn't going to let me testify. The judge is not letting me speak. It's the same thing. The judge is letting you speak. The judge noted that uh, even though you're blaming the death of Melania's mother-in-law for the reason why you can't show up, you've scheduled a campaign event for the night before on one of the days you've requested the continuances for uh, in New Hampshire, the judge noted in his order. And the judge actually said, if you want to testify, you can come in on Monday, the next Monday, and testify then, and we'll accommodate your testimony. Uh, he didn't show up at the first trial at all. And this case is just about damages. Uh, here, Donald Trump then says um, that he probably wouldn't be there if he hadn't fired uh, Comey. But Comey, I did a lot of things. Uh, this is a man I did. He did a lot of things. Getting rid of Comey was a great thing. It was a wonderful thing. Thank you, we did. We might not be standing here. So I had plans. And that didn't work out too well. Next up, Donald Trump talks about, he, he blames his supporters for collector slates and then starts going into this bizarre cognitively impaired thing about Thomas Jefferson won slates. Play this clip. Oh, it's the election, Billy, right? He challenged the election. How dare we have to indict him? He challenged the election. They talked about slates. I had nothing to do with slates, but people, patriots had to do with slates. And they indicted him. Thomas Jefferson did slates. They've been slates all over on Alabama, which I want Trump using Hitler rhetoric again and saying that immigrants are diseased. Play the clip. That's our border. We're taking in people from prisons. We're taking in people from mental institutions. We're taking in murderers, drug lawyers. We're taking in people that are very, very sick with diseases that will be spread all over our nation. Trump gets heckled. Play the clip. And I did three, I did three rallies. Trump gets heckled again. Play the clip. demonstrates both cognitive decline and what a disgusting human being he is. And he says that for these reasons, Jimmy Carter is probably a very happy man right now. Play this clip. I always think Jimmy Carter is the happiest man alive right now. It's good because he's somewhat elderly. But so what? My wife went to the funeral of Rosalind, who wants to go to a beautiful funeral. But uh, Jimmy Carter's a happy man right now because people are considering, compared to Biden, his presidency to be a brilliant. If you're like most people on planet Earth, you enjoy a good cup of coffee. I just found a new product under my coffee that has all these awesome benefits called For Wellness. You have to try it out. This podcast is sponsored by For Wellness. For Wellness is a functional food brand with a unique range of snacks and supplements that are designed to help you get the most out of your body and mind. It's a delicious snack. Yes. For and, uh, and she's got some really bad money behind her. She's got...
drums, anti-Semitic dog whistles, play this clip. Okay, in the next short period of time. But she's starting to fade as people find out. And she's got some really bad money behind her. She's got Democrats financing her in New Hampshire. She's got Koch, who's a globalist, total globalist. Uh, he's fighting her. He's, uh, it's funny. He said he had Donald Trump praises MAGA fanatics who stole a podium belonging to Ron DeSantis. Play this clip. Look at me, there's a more loads than we did the first time. But uh, I do, I look at it a man in the back. I tell you what, I watched Ron DeSantis he was getting ready to speak about six months ago. He was on a stage with your governor, <clears throat> your governor, and your very loyal governor, who is now the least popular governor in the country. And they were getting ready to speak, and it was very interesting. Two young men, they looked like they came out of the Wharton School of Finance. They're very handsome, it's obviously from Ireland. He was standing back, somebody was introducing him. And they, you remember this? And they walked up and they took the podium like this. They were the coolest cats I've ever seen. They weren't like speaking up right. They walked on the stage, just lifted everything up, and they just walked off with the two guys. And the governor was screaming, you took our podium in the sanctimonious is screaming, you were my podium, my podium. They're standing here with them. And they walked off. And then if you watched it a little longer, you see them, they walked around. And you could see them backstage. Well, they just stole the podium. They took it away. I'm dying to find those two guys because I'd love to shake their hand. <laughs> I don't know if they're in the room. Are they in the room? I don't know. Nobody knows who they are. It was one of the coolest acts I've ever seen in politics. So if you would spread the word, I've never done this before, spread the word, I have to find, I said, I'm going to Iowa, I have to find those two guys, okay? So please look for them. Madam Attorney General, you can do it better than anybody if you put the full... Donald Trump spreads more election conspiracies, play the clip. 2020 election rigging scam like our country has never seen before. We did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. It's pretty amazing. We got more votes than any sitting president in history. Uh, think about it. We lost by a whisker. Just by a little whisker. Those printing presses were moving that night. Donald Trump says that uh, uh, President Biden is clobbering Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Play the clip. Biden is clobbering Nikki Haley. She's killing Nikki Haley in the polls, and she's also beating DeSantis in the polls. A speaker at this event who introduced Donald Trump said that the country owes a debt of gratitude to Donald Trump because we wouldn't even be talking about how women's reproductive freedom has been taken away if it wasn't for Donald Trump getting Roe v. Wade overturned. And that, that's why we should praise Donald Trump, the speaker says. Play the clips. And when those people talk to you about these tweets, as an employer myself, I look at job performance. We wouldn't be having the conversation in regards to pro-life and, and, and banning abortions in this country. We wouldn't have this because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the person that put those people in the uh, judgeships throughout the United States, but most importantly in the Supreme Court. And he is someone that I truly believe. Then a protest broke out in the clip. <laughs> speaking on the same day, here's former Arkansas governor and actual conservative Asa Hutchinson. And Asa Hutchinson's asked about the Republican Party and Trump's statements that the Republican Party no longer exists and it's full MAGA. And Asa Hutchinson says 
that's a big problem that the Republican Party has been destroyed. And look, do I disagree with Asa Hutchinson on probably mostly everything? Yes. But when I hear someone speak rational and reasoned like this, I think this is someone who at the very bare minimum understands the threat Trump poses uh, to democracy, uh, maybe for a slight moment of time. But here's, here's what Asa Hutchinson says. And I mean, listen to it for yourself. Play this clip. So Donald Trump has remade your party. Um, how do you define who your supporters are? I just got into a car accident and no one stuck with all these bills. What do I do? Luckily, you're at fault, so you could be eligible for significant compensation. How is that possible? When you fill up this form online, possible. you can get a free case review. They will learn about your case and connect you with an well, first of all, you're correct. Uh, he has redefined uh, the Republican Party and not in a good way. And uh, whenever you look at what I'm trying to do is draw attention to the fact that Donald Trump is a, a weak candidate for us uh, going into the general election. I think the CBS poll that you uh, cited today reflects that. Uh, the one person that ought to enjoy that poll is Joe Biden with Trump having that kind of a lead in the primary. My responsibility and other candidates is to take on the front runner if you don't agree that he's the right one. We've been doing that and there might be a short term price for that, but long term fear, uh, fear mongering and grievances only take you so far. And so that is uh, the sign of a weak candidate as you go further into this election year. So the voice is critically important uh, to alert people that we can't mislead our voters and say January 6th was uh, somehow uh, a patriotic act. It was an attack on our capital, the rule of law in Congress. And we cannot buy into that misleading by Donald Trump. And again, I don't want to normalize any of this behavior. And the reason that we cover these events, the reason that I spend uh, entire days watching these speeches is to um, sound the alarm uh, in place of other media that's failed in the task and affirmatively amplifies Donald Trump's propaganda. It's important that we take a look at it, but that we fact check it, that we express the danger and the threat that this poses, and we don't treat what you just observed as being normal. That's why I refer to these events as traveling fascist circus things that Donald Trump calls rallies, and the language that Donald Trump uses and his conduct is dangerous, and as I say, MAGA equals fascism plus idiocracy, and we're watching it there. That's why I view things as not liberal and progressive versus conservative. That's not how I see it anymore. That's not the dynamic that exists today. It's pro-democracy, liberal, progressives independents, mainstream Republicans or former Republicans, actual conservatives who have joined together and said, look, we probably have a lot of disagreements on a lot of things, but when it comes to the fundamentals of our country, when it comes to democracy and freedom, we all recognize the threat that is posed by MAGA, which Trump in his own words says is now 95% of the Republican Party. That's the one thing that I think Donald Trump probably has undercounted. I think the Republican Party is now fully MAGA. And then there are Republicans who are in, you know, maybe on the fence, but it, 
mainstream Republicans are part of a, a broader pro-democracy coalition. The others have gone full MAGA. Please, tell me what you think in the comments. I want to read your comments, so share them with me. I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say. And make sure you hit the thumbs up button and subscribe to this YouTube channel. We're very close to 2 million subscribers, so please subscribe. Thank you so much. And if you want to support journalism like this, you can go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch as well. Have a great day. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. We continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. Prosecutor strikes back at Vegas smear campaign. See what Fannie Willis. With you, God, are you listening? Why does Commissioner Thorne and so many others question my decision in a special council? Lord, your flawed party and imperfect child, I'm a little confused. I appointed three special counsel as is my right to do, paid them all the same hourly rate. They only attacked one. I hired one white woman, a good personal friend and great lawyer. It's a superstar, I tell you. I hired one white man, brilliant, my friend, and a great lawyer. And I hired one black man, another superstar, a great friend, and a great lawyer. Oh Lord, they gonna be mad when I call them all this nonsense. <laughs> First thing they say, oh, she gonna play the race card. But no, God, isn't it them who's playing the race card when they only question one? Uh, isn't it them playing the race card when they I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do a job I was doing almost 30 years. Them that attacked this lawyer of impeccable credentials. The black man I chose has been a judge more than 10 years. Run private practice more than 20. Represented businesses in civil litigation. I ain't done, y'all. Served as a prosecutor, a criminal defense lawyer, special assistant attorney general. 
Chief Justice Robert Bim Award from the State Hospital, you know they ain't just giving this to black men. How come God, the same black man I hired, was acceptable when a Republican in another town hired him and paid him twice the rent? Oh, y'all don't hear me. In another county, the elected official has the authority to pay him twice the rate. Why is the white male Republican judgment good enough, but the black female Democrats not? Now, please hear me. I'm not criticizing his judgment. The people of this county elected him to make that decision. In fact, let me put it on the record, he's someone I respect because he was always willing to hire diversity. He was just looking for quality. I don't care for the party. They care about it. My only question is, why is it questioning me? Lord, now I want to be clear. All three of these special counselors are superstars. But I'm just asking God, is it that some will never see a black man as qualified, no matter his achievement? What more can one achieve? The other two have never been judges, but no one questions their credentials. I'm just saying. So Michael Popak, Legal AF, if anybody thought that Phony Willis, the Fulton County District Attorney, lacked any type of integrity, fortitude, courage, grace, ethics, or anything else, in the way that she's been mercilessly attacked in a recent filing with unsworn, uh, unsworn uh, factual allegations against her, claiming that she was in some sort of inappropriate relationship with her uh, special counsel, one of three special counsels that she's appointed, to the case against Donald Trump and the 14 others, which would entitle them in some way to have their indictment dismissed and their criminal conduct, which has been indicted by a grand jury, uh, completely absolved. Think again. Phony Willis is fighting back. She'll file the appropriate motion and the, and the appropriate papers to oppose the motion to, to disqualify her and to dismiss the indictment at the right time and have a hearing in front of Judge McAfee in February. But in the meantime, she took to the pulpit, literally, at a Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration at the Big Bethel AME Church right in the heart of Atlanta and spent time doing what she does best, eloquently explaining her position and why it logically, intellectually, from an integrity standpoint, makes absolutely no sense for anyone to attack her ethics and, yes, properly claiming that it must be because the person that she's in a relationship with is a black man, and the black man is the one of the three special counsels that she's appointed, and the only one that people are attacking. You heard on her clip there, her defense without naming who it was, without saying his name, Nathan Wade. Now, for the purposes of this hot take, I'm going to assume that Phony Willis is in some sort of friendship or something similar to it and spends time outside the office with Nathan Wade, who works for her, who was appointed by her. 
She's allowed to appoint special counsels to help with one of the most complicated cases facing any office in America. The Department of Justice, which is hundreds of times larger than the Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney's Office, they have hired special counsels and dozens of attorneys and dozens of, of investigators and have spent up to $14 million so far just after a four-count case against one defendant in the District of Columbia. Compare that to Fawny Willis's team. You think they were prepared to take on, you know, 18 co-conspirators, 30 or more counts of felonies for, for uh, improper election interference in Georgia? She wasn't. And so all she did was hire three special counsel to help her team, to assist them to go after the former president of the United States and members of his inner circle and members of the uh, leadership of the Republican Party in Georgia and bring in witnesses like the governor and the secretary of state. And she's being faulted for bringing in and paying them $250 an hour and totaling probably a million dollars while Jack Smith down the, you know, down 95 or up 95, the District of Columbia has spent $14 million for his case, which is a simpler case to try. Come on. And so the attack, which is nonsensical and not, not at all unethical against Nathan Wade makes absolutely no sense, except when you factor in the attack on Phony Willis and race. And that's what Phony Willis is saying. Let me, we saw a clip there. Let me read to you what she also said standing in front of um, this historic black church on Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Uh, day there. She said that um, she appointed two uh, other people that were also very good friends of hers along with Nathan Wade, John Floyd White, a well-known, well-respected rock star of a, a racketeering criminal expert and has been on her team for a long time, and Anna Green Cross, also a white lawyer, prosecutor, who's also been serving time on helping Fawny Willis, along with Nathan Wade. Now, sure, Nathan Wade's been paid more money, but Nathan Wade's doing the laboring or of being the lead special counsel and, and special prosecutor on the case. Fawny Willis said at the church, they only attacked one of the three that I appointed, two white people, a white woman, a white man, and a black man. She says that I quote, first thing they say, oh, she's going to play the race card now, but no God... Isn't it them that's playing the race card when they only question one? Isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do the job I've been doing for over 30 years now? Um, quote, continuing, right, Fawny Willis today defending herself to the extent that she has to. The black man I chose, that's Nathan Wade, has been a judge more than 10 years, run a private practice, more than 20, represented businesses in civil litigation. And she said she wasn't done enlisting his credentials. She served as a prosecutor, a criminal defense lawyer, special assistant attorney general, and won an award from the state bar of Georgia. She then turned to the church, historic black church, and said, you know they ain't just giving this to a black man, in other words, one who didn't deserve it. She then alluded to work Wade had previously done for the former Cobb County Sheriff, Neil Warren, in a primarily white part of Georgia. How come God, she said, the same black man I hired was acceptable when a Republican in another county hired him and paid him twice the rate, so $500 an hour, 
she asked to a smattering of cheers and applause. Why is the white male Republicans' judgment good enough, but the black female Democrats' back? Democrats isn't or isn't. She, she goes on um, to talk about the fact that she should have the discretion and given the authority and given the respect to make her decisions about her job and having done it so well. Now, the response so far to Phony Willis using the pulpit to defend herself <laughs> appropriately is you have um, Mike Roman, who's well, one of the co conspirators, who was the election day coordinator for Donald Trump. He ended up being the mule, to use a favorite maggot term, <laughs> try to get the fake elector certificates prepared, executed, signed, and delivered to Mike Pence in order to continue their pressure campaign to overturn the will of the people. It was Mike Roman, working with Ken Chesbrough, a now convicted felon in Florida, and former lawyer for Donald Trump, who conspired to get the battleground states, seven battleground states, electors together. On the day the electors, the real electors met, but they met secretly, surreptitiously, signed documents in which they uh, basically committed fraud, and then had to arrange logistically, logistically to get those individual certificates into the hands of Mike Pence. That's Mike Roman. Mike Roman, based on the testimony of Ken Chesbro, and all the prosecutors around the country and, and attorney generals, is in deep trouble. So what does he do? Uh, let's play the race card. Let's play the, the misogyny card. Let's go after Nathan Weed's credentials because he's never tried a RICO case. So what? I, I've tried many cases that they substantively, topically, from a legal standpoint, it was the first time I'd ever tried that particular case in that particular area. Doesn't mean I didn't win, right? Litigators are trained how to, their skill set is how to try cases. A person like Nathan Wade has been a judge, a prosecutor, an attorney general, assistant attorney general, special counsel in private practice, is more than qualified to handle this case. I got news for Donald Trump, it's not that complicated. And he already has on his bench, you know, because you are the quarterback, but you have a team around you. He's got friends. He has the Rico racketeering expert, who's also another special counsel with him on the case, and a team of other people. And they're doing exceedingly well in the case. And so she felt she had to defend, and she did, right? And so that Mike Robin, running out of gas on how to defend himself, has decided to attack Fonnie Willis and some sort of inappropriate relationship. They should be ashamed of themselves for filing that motion. It was not supported by affidavits or declarations, yet they continue to try to call out Fonnie Willis. In fact, Ashley Merchant, who's the lawyer for Mike Roman, is quoted as saying, based solely on the fact... Based solely on the fact that Nathan Wade, in her view, doesn't have racketeering um, experience. And I got news for Ashley Merchant, who I've never heard of. We'll look her up attorney. No state has ever had a former president who was president at the time try 
to interfere with the peaceful transfer of power and try to deny the winner of the election his seat in the Oval Office through illegal and corrupt means. We've never had that. So nobody has on their resumes, no prosecutor has on their resumes prior experience in public corruption at this level. So let's just call that out right now. So instead, she keeps doubling down on this, these MAGA talking points, obviously being scripted by Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and, uh, and uh, people in uh, the MAGA house, Jim Jordan and James Comer and the rest. She said, if anybody doubts our claim that Wade is inexperienced, that's not her claim. Her claim is that, she, that he's sleeping with, uh, with Bonnie Willis and that somehow allows the indictment to be dismissed. We'll unpack that in a moment. But she says, if anybody doubts our claim that Wade is inexperienced, ask him how many RICO cases he's handled. How many RICO cases has Ashley Merchant handled? Ask him how many felonies he's tried. How about and I'm sure Alina he has tried a of felonies. This has nothing to do with the color of his skin. The biggest difference yeah. between the other special prosecutors and Mr. Wade is that Ms. Willis is not in a relationship with Ms. Cross and Mr. and Mr. Floyd. Actually, she is. She's friends with both all three of them. We look forward to litigating these issues in court, right? Because they want to just make it a public spectacle, a public display, and try to undermine Fawny Willis. They've been trying to do that from day one. That's Donald Trump's playbook. Tear down successful black women, Letitia James, uh, New York Attorney General, Fawny Willis, Fulton County District Attorney, especially as they're getting close to actually getting a conviction against Donald Trump. The closer they get to it, the more is... Uh, henchmen spring into action with Donald Trump. Uh, and now let me... The ethics of this very quickly. It doesn't matter who Fawny Willis chooses to spend her time with after hours. And I don't care somebody that's also getting five or six hundred thousand dollars so far for doing it on an honest day's work and uh, being paid for it being special counsel the fact that he uses some of that money or maybe none of that money in order for them to i don't know pick up a bar tab or go on a trip doesn't really matter doesn't change the immutable fact that there is a not just one grand jury but two grand juries have recommended the indictment of president trump former president trump mike roman and the other 17 people wasn't Bonnie Willis who's indicted Donald Trump, Mike Roman. It's a grand jury in Georgia. A special purpose grand jury made a recommendation for the indictments. A, a after uh, seven um, after seven uh, weeks of pre uh, seven months of presentation, a grand jury, having heard the evidence, witness testimony, and and expert reports and expert testimony, indicted indicted Donald Trump and the 17 others. It's not Fawny Willis indicting. That's a grand jury in Georgia indicting. And their theory, yes, that the indictment is being uh, illegally and improperly prosecuted in order to give Nathan Wade $500,000 or $600,000, that's, that's beyond a stretch. That is an unethical character assassination and attempt on, on Fawny Willis and Nathan Wade. And I'm hoping that when the full litigation happens, the full briefing happens, it has to happen now, that, that Judge McAfee sees right through all of this and says, even if I'm to assume that it's true that Mr. Wade and Ms. Willis have some sort of relationship off hours, I've, I've seen no proof or evidence 
that it impacts at all what's happening in the criminal prosecution of your client, Ms. Merchant, or whoever else joins in on the motion, like Mr. Trump's lawyer, Mr. Sadow, show me how you've been prejudiced. And don't tell me the prejudice is that the, that the indictment happened, because that's a grand jury. The grand jury did that. Or that the, the, that the, uh, the prosecutor is using her discretion off of a special purpose grand jury recommendation and an indictment by a grand jury to prosecute the case. And don't tell me there's no evidence of the case. Look what's up at the United States Supreme Court right now about whether Donald Trump should even be on the ballot as an insurrectionist or as a uh, person who's rebelled against the Constitution. And so unless you've got more to show me, you know, you owe an apology to Ms. Willis and to Mr. Wade, and let's move on. The indictment is not going to be dismissed, and I'm not going to replace special counsel or Ms. Willis from this case. I know that's what they hope. They hope that she gets replaced and it turns over to some other uh, special prosecutor or counsel who's maybe a Republican who decides to dismiss the indictment because they went to the Caribbean together. No, I look, I see it's exciting for Nathan Wade's ex-wife to bring this up in their divorce proceedings and subpoena Fawny Willis and all of this other, you know, salacious stuff that's going on. And of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene, I'll do a separate optic on that, jumps on the bandwagon and starts saying, oh, she should be removed, and I'm a Georgia elected official, or, and then MAGA jumps in with, you know, we need to open an investigation as to whether the Georgia local prosecution of an ex-president, anything be more attenuated from what they're supposed to be doing in Congress? Here's the newsflash, don't vote the Republicans in to serve another term in the House and the Senate, they don't deserve it. They passed 23 laws to help Americans in the, the last almost two arsonist. years. That's it. 23. You don't have a scale for that. That is by a political arsonist. Emphasis on the arse. A really low number. Because they're all busy running around trying to get Hunter Biden to testify, going after Joe Biden, you know, because he loaned his son money and it got repaid, and now going after Fawny Willis because of who she she is as, as an adult chooses to spend her off hours with. We'll continue to follow, call it out, not blow smoke or sunshine one place. By the Dutch network, <laughs> I'll change the dial. Help them get to 2 million. They're 50,000 free subscribers away from 2 million. They'll hit it in, in January with your help. And you can follow what happens in the saga, this salacious, uh, disgusting attack on Tony Willis. Uh, only one place, by the Dutch network, and on legal AF. The title is exactly what you think. Makes a lot of sense now. Uh, on Wednesdays and Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And then on hot takes like this one. If you like what I'm doing, give me a thumbs up. It helps with the content. Keeps the lights on. So no Until my next hot take. Until my next legal AF. Michael Pocock reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. We continue the conversation by following us on Instagram. Yes. At Midas Touch. Keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. She don't need no Instagram. She just uses Instagram. A lot of signs. He's there. Got like 234 million. Yeah, because he's got the party. He's got the party apparatus behind him. Introducing the Filtersorb Whole House Water Conditioner. 